Azad Hind Sarkar was the only government in the world, a functional government, not on paper, which never surrendered to the Allied forces after the Second World War. The Azad Hind Army was the only army in the world which never surrendered to the Allied forces. The last orders were, we disband to regroup again. The things which are following as a compromise of this dominion status, Kashmir attack, we know much of the history, but very few people know that the army advice to Nehru was not to go for ceasefire till we have thrown out the Pakistanis back. And he went against that. The Mountbatten at that time was sitting in England. I have the records of the meetings between Jindal, Yagatari and Mountbatten and what VP Menon is writing to them and all that. And that is how a park-occupied Kashmir was created. A full problem for India, which exists even now. How many people know that the Union Jack never went down at the Viceroyal residence on 15th of August? It was only the Indian flag went up. The Union Jack was flying. This did not happen in Pakistan. Thank you very much. And it's a real pleasure being with you all. And I selected this topic for today because since childhood, one had heard whispers, you know, that there was some secret fact in 47, what happened, what didn't happen. But the real history was never taught. All we were taught always were two things. 15th August, we got independence. And the other song, one drew with it, and today I am of the opinion that if I am in the government, I'll ban this song. Because this song humiliates our revolutionaries, it humiliates our all those who sacrificed their lives fighting the British. Right from the Sanyasi rebellion of 1770 to you come to 1857, so many things because wherever the British went, they were challenged. And similarly, people fought for independence. They gave their lives, they gave their youth, they sacrificed everything. And we say, No one gave us Azadi. We fought for it and we compelled the British to leave out. And let me start with this, that by 1945, December, it was very clear to the British that they can't stay in India. If you look at the letter written by Okhinle, the chief commander of British Army in India, Okhinle wrote to the Viceroy that an 1857 type situation has emerged. If we have to stay in India, I will need one lakh European soldiers and we will have to reconquer India again. These are the words of Okinle in December 1945, the chief commander of the British in India. And on the basis of that letter, 
the viceroy wevel writes a letter back home saying we must reach a compromise and do an agreement or we will face a movement which will be much more stronger than 1942 difficult to control now these two letters make it very clear that by 45 december the british were very clear they have to be out of india in fact proving uh, netaji subhash chandra's words true when he said that when the war will be over they will have to leave india india will get independence that was his words he never thought that we will get something else instead of independence now on the one hand in the country at that moment during this period 45 47 is this negotiation going on on the tables the congress leaders have been released they have condemned 1942 they have condemned ina's actions and they are in negotiation with the britishers sitting on the tables what is to be done the issue before britishers was how do they leave india and in whose hands they give india that was a very crucial aspect for them and that is why if you see the whole thing starts in 1946 we had always heard that how nehru was made the president of the congress that is never name never came from the uh, provincial committees and he was just put in the congress working committee and imposed into that but except for triplani's account we had nothing of that sort with us to prove document wise and while now doing the uh, museum of prime ministers i wrote for five prime ministers for the museum which is being coming up i was bent upon in finding some of these documents because most of these all these documents had been destroyed the only file missing in all india congress committee papers is the minutes of that congress working committee of april 1946 the letters sent to pccs to send names are missing the names sent by pcc are missing but somehow my researcher mind said i put my scholar i said no look into the miscellaneous papers of the congress because there these people won't have the mind to destroy the uh, miscellaneous papers and in the miscellaneous papers i found a document a press release signed by sajjad ahmed the congress office office secretary in delhi where he says that five names were there uh, and it's very interesting Kriplani's name was put in the working committee. Nehru's name was put in the working committee. The names which had come from PC were of Sardar Patel, and one had sent a name of Subhash Chandra Bose, and one name was there of Jayaprakash Narayan. Subhash Chandra Bose's name was rejected on the ground. Mind it, this is April forty-six, not forty-five, on the ground that he is not a four-anna member of the Congress, and Jayaprakash Narayan's. nomination was rejected that his name has not been sent by the as a delegate by the bihar congress and now among these three it has to be decided and so nehru was imposed into that in at this handover and takeover of congress presidentship was to be done in november or december when the congress session takes place as has been the practice in congress but gandhi got that handover and takeover changed in the month of may itself because election interim government was coming and whosoever will be the congress president he will be the prime minister of the interim government and i dug out a letter written very strongly by molana azad you have mistrusted me 
because otherwise Maulana Azad would have uh, said as Prime Minister at that time. And then came another thing. In June 47, Gandhi makes a statement in a prayer meeting. And he says, people are asking me, will there be a change of leadership? Because independence is coming. And my answer to that is, please mind these words. My and Because these are the words coming from a champion of Swadeshi. There is a verse coming from a person who always talked of the rural people and the poor people. He says, a Cambridge educated hero boy is required to deal with the British. Very interesting. And this further proves my point that what the Britishers were looking for because the British thing was who should be the next Prime Minister of India when we leave India. And then I looked at Nehru's visit to Singapore, March 46. Why when elections are there, everything is going on, why he dashes off to Singapore? And that visit to Singapore had been arranged by Hugh Toy, the MI5 agent for Southeast Asia, who was controlling the British intelligence in Southeast Asia. And that is how that time only the decisions are there that Mountbatten will be coming to India and to make Mountbatten and Nehru friends and know each other. The main purpose of the visit was first was this and second was to get the surrender of the INA people. Because all INA intelligence officers and all had gone underground to take their surrender. Because here we must remember that Azad in Sarkar was the only government in the world, a functional government, not on paper which never surrendered to the Allied forces after the Second World War. The Azadi army was the only army in the world which never surrendered to the Allied forces. The last orders were, we disband to regroup again. And that is what happens in 45-47, that when INA people come to India, there are files and files and files in the archives that in different forms, different organizations are coming up. Kanpur mein Azadin Sang ban jata hai. In BHU, the Rani Jhansi regiment is revived. Twelve girls joined the Rani Jhansi regiment there. Somewhere it is Yuva Sang. Somewhere it is Congress Sang. And in all these places, the INA soldiers in their uniforms are going and delivering lectures. They are giving them semi-military training, parade and all that and all. And there's a direct link between what happened as the naval which was called as the Royal Indian Navy Mutiny and all, but the direct link is established. You'll be surprised to know that in November 45 in Calcutta, during the Gurupuram day, and this is a military intelligence report I'm quoting. On the Gurupuram day, there is Guru Granth Sahab outside in the ground. There are about 30,000 people. And out of these 30,000 people, 3,000 are serving British officials and soldiers in the army. And there, along with the uh, Guru Granth Sahab, a portrait of Nitaji is kept. And INS songs are sung there. And they, this intelligence officer is baffled. He's saying, I've never seen the six putting up any photograph with that, this kind of a thing. Now, there's plenty to it. I don't want to, uh, you know, put it in this lecture, all these things which are happening in the country. But right from Peshawar 
to down south in Kerala, Tamil Nadu, everywhere, Assam, Bengal, UP, everywhere the country is in a different mood. And in a mood at that time, when communism was surcharged in India, when Jinnah had said uh, for uh, Deliverance Day, when Jinnah talked of uh, partition and all that demand was going on. And if you'll recall that the entire country stood behind the INA trials. As one country, the Britishers were not fools. They put three persons on trial. Dillo a Sardarji, Segal a Hindu, and Shanawaz a Muslim. That was the last strength of, you know, Indian unity they were testing. And the whole country from north to south was one. One had never seen such One had not seen such kind of demonstrations at all, which took place during that time. Even, even in 1942, such demonstrations were not seen in all parts of the country. There were fights, you know, and British were challenged. But in all parts of the country, right from Peshawar, Sargodha, uh, you know, Lahore, Rawalpindi, uh, to Chennai, to Bengaluru, uh, all these places, you see, there were massive demonstrations. Lal Kile Se Awaz, Segal Dillo Shanawaz, and even slogans like, uh, you know, such an enthusiasm which was there. And this was a time when Aruna Asafani wrote to Gandhi. Why don't you come out and lead a movement against Pakistan? See, the Indian people are fighting together. And Gandhi's because he's, and she quoted a number of, you know, peace movement strikes, all these things. Gandhi says, they have joined, Hindus and Muslims have joined hands at the barricades. And she, I won't support this. And this is what she replies, that they join hands only at barricades, giving 1857 examples and all that to them. But these people were not prepared to carry on the fight again. As I said, Nehru had said later on, he said at some time, okay, we were a tired people. We were not prepared to go to gallows once again for the sake of the country. This is what Nehru had said. And my question is, now I like you to show here these four documents. Uh, these documents which are there on the slide and then I'll explain those documents and then I'll go further in because I was probing now the very first document in this if we got independence in 1947 then why Jawaharlal Nehru had to take the approval of the British King George VI to appoint Raj Gopalachari as the second governor general of India this is a letter written by Nehru on behalf of his cabinet seeking the approval to replace Mountbatten by Raj Goparachar. It's a very crucial document. And I tell you, even Mathai had published this document in his book, but our historians ignored it. Particularly the Sarkari historians. And all. They ignored it. In no classroom this was taught. They we teach that Rajgopalachari was made the second governor general of India, but we don't say that approval for that was taken from the British king. Just uh -huh. this is more important. This is from the Atlee papers, his cabinet meeting in which the decision was taken to partition India. And see what he writes. It now appeared, however, that some of the Congress leaders had become increasingly apprehensive about the difficulties 
which the grant of immediate independence would involve. And the most significant approach to the Viceroy had been made by Pandit Nehru and Sardar Patel, who had suggested that in the event of partition, Hindu India should be granted dominion status at an early rate as a temporary measure. They had explained that they would hope to secure the agreement of their supporters to this course by arguing that acceptance of dominion status would enable power to be transferred to Indians, Indian hands at a date substantially earlier than June 48. And then once she had attained dominion status, Hindu India would be free to secede at any time from the Commonwealth. Very important document. Though I think the perceptions are different of both Patel and Sardar in agreeing to this. I'll come to this a little later. And then on the basis of this, the next two documents which they say, they say that now we can make a uh, Hindu dominion and we can make a Islamic dominion. And the emperor, and we must ensure that the king remains the emperor of India. That's what the next document says. India, which attains dominion status and all this, which goes in these uh, documents related to that. Now, these are very crucial. And these documents were declassified only two years back. But no one of historians even bothered to go into this kind of a thing. Now, I started looking at these things and I was quite stunned because some questions had perturbed me a lot. One question was why we made the first governor of India the last representative of Britain in India. Mount a country which massacred the Indians for 175 years, a country which looted Indians for 175 years, a country which killed so many, which executed so many, looted our resources, and we say we have got freedom and we are making the last representative of that country as our first head of the government of India. What is this? Is it not a compromise? And Mount Madam, he got much more. He was specifically instructed that he should make Indian leaders agree for partition. That's the aim with which he was sent. And before coming here, he had met Churchill. He writes in his Churchill told me, don't forget my Muslim friends. And I assured him I won't. And what was Mountbatten doing? How many people or history books in this country know this? That in June 47, Mountbatten dashed to Shirinagar in a plane for a day only to tell the Maharaja, counsel him that he should not join any of the unions. This is telling to Maharaja Hari Singh in 47. And even when Patel got the accession treaty with him, it is Mountbatten who says it is a temporary treaty unless the plebiscite is done. Nothing can be resolved. This is what Mountbatten does to him. How many books tell us that after Nehru having agreed for partition, Gandhi says actually that uh, today there are fellow monarchs, if I still consider myself to be a monarch in the Congress. And the same Gandhi who said that partition will be over my dead body, then counsels Bashar Ghaffar Khan. You know, Pakistan is a reality and you go and do, join Jinnah because Bachshah Ghaffar Khan was totally opposed to partition. 
even said that either you give us independence or we join India. If an East Pakistan can be made, why can't a West India be made? Now, why this betrayal? And the funniest thing, when Gandhi meets Mountbatten, that's his silence day. The fate of millions of Indians has to be decided. And he writes on a piece of paper, have I said anything against you? Doesn't break his silence to discuss anything. And when the resolution is moved in the Congress committee in Ramjas College in Delhi, when he moves it, there is you and cry and it is that the resolution will be lost. And that day Gandhi also has his silence day. He is working in a Harijan colony in Kingsway camp. That day he is called. But that day he breaks his silence. You accept this resolution or we all Congress leaders are going to decide. And you select a new leadership. Now this behavior of Gandhi is typical. Not typical. It is consistent if you analyze it. In 1927, 28, in the Calcutta session, when the complete independence resolution is moved as an amendment to his dominion status thing, Gandhi comes out heavily against Bose. And it is, it is defeated. In 1929, in Lahore session, when they accept this, then Bose goes a step further. Is saying how it will be achieved, please tell us. And that amendment is also rejected. And if you will recall, after the civil disobedience movement, when Gandhi sits with Irwin, Gandhi Irwin pecked, he comes back to dominion status. He forgets the complete independence resolution of Congress of Lahore of 1929. And then Congress again enters into a phase. Yesterday only I was reading A.M. Sai's autobiography. He was the minister in Netaji's cabinet. And they are organizing the Indian Independence League and they call it Congress in Japan. And he says he receives a letter from Nehru in 1936. You know, you are, people are no more affiliated to Congress. Congress is closing all its international branches. Why? Because all these international branches were managed by revolutionaries. The ex-Gadar party people in Southeast Asia, whether it was Prem Singh, whether it was Prem Singh, whether it was uh, Raj Bihari Bose, all these people, and they want to cut it out. You have statements made that Nehru saying that I will myself go and fight the INA and all. And you look comparatively at what Bose is saying. He forms an interim government only. Because Indians should make the government. He makes a Gandhi brigade. He has tremendous respect for Gandhi. He makes a Nehru brigade. Doing for that. But anyway, this is Kalam. Now, second, another aspect in this is how many people know that the Union Jack never went down at the Vice Royal Residence on 15th of August? It was only the Indian flag went up. The Union Jack was flying. This did not happen in Pakistan. And people say Nehru on 15th August. Nehru's uh, flag is on 16th August in Red Fort. 
not on 15th August. And you know, they'll do what happens. The ex-INA people, they want to be, uh, they want to participate in the parade inside the Red Fort. Because that was the, you know, dream of INA and Netaji. And Mountbatten and Okhilne tell Nehru, this can't happen. And Nehru concedes. And these fighters of INA, Patel wants the INA to be taken back into the Indian Army. Ample letters, Nehru on the advice of Okinley and Wevel and then later Mountbatten. We won't take them back in the Indian Army. Would do that. And the things which are following as a compromise of this dominion status. Kashmir attack. We know much of the history. But very few people know that the army advice to Nehru was not to go for ceasefire. Till we have thrown out the Pakistanis back. And he went against that. The Mountbatten at that time was sitting in England. I have the records of the meetings between Jindal, Yagatari and Mountbatten and what VP Menon is writing to them and all that. And that is how a Pak-occupied Kashmir was created. A full problem for India, which exists even now. People tell me you are an Nehru-bater. I said, no, I'm not an Nehru-bater. I applaud Nehru's Goa action. But when it comes to 62 or when it comes to Kashmir, as a historian, I can't ignore the facts, which are there. Taking the Kashmir issue to UN, again at Mountbatten's advice, if you say the Kabailis have attacked, and you are not saying that Pakistan, a country, has attacked. Then Kabailis are not a nation. Then why are you taking that issue to the UN? And total ignoring at that time of the different letters and all. Did these people know that what is going to happen when partition is announced? Enough signals were there. Lahore Reuting had given the signal. Direct Action Day of Jinnah had given the signal. Nuakli had given the signal. Calcutta Reuters had given the signal. You tell me, show me a single document. When they are negotiating this dominion status with them, what precautions they have taken that the massacre of the people doesn't take place? I want to see a document. Enjoying power? People are being killed? And I ask this question. This whole damn thing which we say, non-violence, non-violence, non-violence. Can you isolate the killings of 1946 and 47 from the kind of freedom struggle led by the Congress? Was it not a natural, logical outcome? What happened in massacres? They call it migration. I laugh at it. These were not migrations. Uh, Two years back, I was releasing a book in Jaipur, and the author had kept the title of the book, Sing Migrants of India. I said, Madam, please change the name. 
आज द सरदार जी जेंटलमैन सिटिंग एयर इज नाइनटी टू ईयर ओल्ड डिड ही एवर वॉन्टेड टू माइग्रेट दीज वर फोर्स्ड थ्रोइंग आउट ऑफ पीपल फ्रॉम देयर एरियाज ऑफ रेजिडेंस this can't be brought out in the uh, category of the terms coined in british language migration or mobility studies and all they can't be done these were forced displacement of the paper uh, people against their wishes against their will but not taken care of it how many of us know that mount batten taking the oath of governor general of india took the oath in the name of king of we say it was independent state will take oath of his position in the name of king there is another document in these documents london gazette 22nd june 1948 tanya ke kuch where it is gazetted that from today king george 6 and his successors abdicated the throne of india and if the throne of india was abdicated on 22 june 1948 what moral indian leadership had to say that we got independence on 15th august 1947 how many of the people know in this country that why 15th august date was selected by mount batten can anyone make a guess was the date the reason is 15th august 47 was the day when mount batten took the surrender of japan and the ina was fighting along with japan and the ina and azad hind sarkar didn't surrender mount batten couldn't take their surrender this was to further humiliate that you selected and we readily agree to that and that is why these slavish mentalities continue till today we have seen this our history books tell us so and so got victoria cross iron cross in the first world war fighting for the british please name me a single person if my history teachers or my younger generation or my politicians can tell me a single name who was awarded bravery medals by netaji subhash chandra bose for either sacrificing his life at the front or fighting the british about 39 of such things were there that not a single name i am writing a book now on that i'm writing a book on that the awardees i'm writing a book on unknown freedom struggle fighters the names will never appear no one knows and we very conveniently for, forgot the great sacrifices done by the pe people in east asian countries for india's freedom no one knows the name of chatterjee no one knows the name of am sai no one knows the name of asin sai and how these people were collaborating with the british i'll give you a interesting example sn sahai was a very senior intelligence officer of netaji subhash chandra bose 
and on his instructions he went underground and when nehru went to singapore this man climbed the pipe to his hotel room to meet him in the midnight mathai and nehru greeted him nehru said oh bravo how are you and all that the meeting lasted for almost 4 5 hours nehru persuading him to surrender and he said i'll think over it because you can imagine what the surrender of an intelligence officer means at that time and he came down the same way through the pipe and he was waiting for a bus early morning and suddenly two jeeps of american soldiers come there is surrounded and he is arrested how many people in this country know that 5 kg of gold given by harban singh to nehru in singapore and this is not me speaking this is the file speaking nehru opened a personal account in india overseas bank in singapore and it was deposited in that and the thing even was that it will be spent on fellowships etc to indian students in malaya and all that thing where did that money go recently i came across a file sent to me from singapore by a friend almost 50 kg of gold each item is listed इतने बेंगल्स हैं इतने कान के बुंदे हैं ये गले की माला है इसका वेट ये है बिसाइड्स कैश एंड ऑल फोर्टिफाइड बाय द ब्रिटिश फर्स्ट अवर प्राइम मिनिस्टर सेज वो सिंगापुर वाले अकाउंट में जमा करा दीजिए द ब्रिटिश से नो द लास्ट नोटिंग ऑफ दैट फाइल इज ऑफ 1950 and what it says now the indian prime minister is saying that it should be distributed equally between india and pakistan why pakistan and then it says we told the indian prime minister that we will contact the pakistan uh, the pakistani premier and he says no i will contact him and where did that 40 kg of gold and all that money go no one knows the indian mission is writing all those files have been declassified in tokyo these people are holding so much of these funds of ina and they are misusing it and the government should do something to that they are very conveniently ignores those and the ones who are hiding are honored the bank of azadin forge azadin bank in rangoon when it was sealed i am able to discover the last you know signatures of the director of the bank dinanath he settled in chandigarh only i think later on dinanath he lists everything there so much gold so much rupees so much this thing so much this thing in the bank Where did it go? 
And these things are interrelated, you see. You can't separate them away. When you go for an obedience status, and I was just wondering of one thing, that Congress maintained its tradition. In 1885, when Congress was formed, Hume had said that it is being formed as a safety valve to check the divisive forces which were emerging after 1857 once again in the country. And we got the Chandra's view and all that. You know, no, there were nationalists in this and they wouldn't have agreed to Hume at all. And today as a historian, when I look at it, Hume, every aspect of the Congress moves. I want to ask, what a question. Because all this gets confined down to Nehru also in the later, later stages. In 1926 or 27, I think, Nehru goes to Russia. Now there's a question mark on this visit. Because an Indian going to Soviet Union at that time, you know, the revolutionaries or who wanted to be communists and all, they will run. They will go via Afghanistan, they will go via Kabul and all these places and all. And Nehru makes an official visit to Russia. And I warned the UP government to throw open the CID records at Gokhle Mark, Lucknow. You will get the proof that Nehru's visit was arranged by the British. There is a noting on a file by the director intelligence that the Indian youth are going towards this armed revolutionary struggle and all. You see 1926 and all Bhagat Singh, Chandrasekhar, Ashwakullah, so many, you know, the revolutionary movement is going in its full strength. The Nojavan Bharat Sabha is going in its full strength. We can use youth like Nehru to contain it. And the director says, go ahead. And that's how Nehru's visit is officially done to Russia. No Indian was allowed officially to go to Soviet Union. In fact, going to Soviet Union is an iron curtain at that time. How that was. And then one sees one by one, he's claiming socialist on the one hand. I have dug out ample evidence. I published also how he's betraying the peasants. How do you get other? I don't go that. But this whole thing that India got independence, no, sorry. If we have to celebrate India's independence, then let us either celebrate it 21st October, when the Azadin Sarkar is formed. And many people tell to me, no, no, there were other governments also formed. Why do you say that Bose is the first premier of Azadin Sarkar and independent India and all? I said, yes. And there are reasons for that. The other governments which were formed in exile never functioned as formal governments. Raja Mahindra Pratap Singh was there. Afghanistan, he formed it. Then he went to even the Khaksar formed it. All these things. It was the first government which had its army, which had its bank, which had its postal services, which had its supplies, which had its civilian training camps, and it ruled on Indian soil. Let us not forget that Andamans 
was under Japanese acquisition for more than a year. For more than a year, the Japanese had occupied Andamans. It is those who forces them can know we have the Azad in Sarkar now. Andaman is India. You have to give this territory back to us. 30th December 1930, uh, 1943, uh, 44, 43. Just confusing. Then Moirag, Manipur. When Colonel Shoghi Ali flies the Indian flag, 14th April, have that date as an independence day. Or have that day as an independence date when the INA moved into Arakan area from Burma to the Indian soil. But please don't fool the people. Except it was a dominion status, every document of the British, they address Premier of the Indian Dominion, Premier of the Pakistani Dominion. And there are much more to it, these impacts and all which comes into it. How Mountbatten harmed India at that moment. How he shouted at the Hyderabad action, Operation Polo, which Patel had made. And Patel's consent, you see, Patel's moving is something very different. And his actions prove it. What he is thinking. Had he not been there, what would have been India's condition? And I'll suggest to my friends who are interested, that Lionel Carter has come out with quite a few volumes very recently. Published from Manor in Delhi. These are the documents of the British military records and other things. Of the period which did not come in the transfer of power volumes. Our historians should read it. There are files and files in the archives which I find. No historian has ever consulted. Because of those files you get the names of those who requisite those files. And transfer of power volumes were published in 1976. Name me a single historian in this country. These big dons at JNU and DU and Aligarh and other places sitting over there who changed a single line of Indian history of freedom struggle or of partition. Seeing these Documents of transfer of power volumes. There are huge volumes, you see. No. Because they were happy writing the Sarkari Congress versions of history for the people of India. So everything is what Gandhi did. Everything is what Nehru did. So that the families can cash out. I'll stop it here. You had shared these uh, maps about the proposed partition of India. If you could talk about that. Well, these maps are prepared in British India. Uh, sorry, British, by the Britishers. When they are thinking, these are from the British archives. Uh, these maps which I had put up. And I'll narrate a very interesting story to you here. When I did the museum in National Library in Calcutta, icons of nationalism from the soil of Bengal, so it put up four there, Bankim, Bose, uh, Ravindnath Tagore, and Shama Prasad So a reporter from Telegraph rang me up. Our chief minister is very angry 
that you have put Shama Prasad Mukherjee also at that pedestal and have shown him in the museum. So what is your comment? So I said, look, tell your chief minister, Professor Kapil Kumar said, that had Shama Prasad Mukherjee not been there, she would not have been the chief minister of West Bengal today. He said, how come? She said, how come? I said, Jinnah demanded Calcutta. Congress kept silent. So Varvardi talked of a separate Bengal state. Congress kept silent. It was Shyama Prasad Mukherjee who said that what is happening is you are dividing Punjab and all there is Hindu population in Bengal also. And he drew a map. I was just reminded this because of map. He drew a map and sent the map to the left-hand governor. She said, where are these documents? I said, you didn't pay a visit to the museum. This is the level of our journalism. You want to do a story sitting at home? Please go and see the museum. Each and every document I have displayed there. These are not my documents. Oh, if that is the case, I won't do the story. So these plans were made. And let me tell you one more thing here, which people don't know. The Nawab of Bhopal, he was at that time the chief of that chamber of princes. He demanded a third dominion. That one dominion you create Pakistan, one dominion you create India. And these princely states you put up as one dominion. And transfer power to three dominions. Patel throttled it. No history books tells you of that. If this was the demand of the, and very seriously considered. Even Auckland suggested balkanization of India. And in a way, the British did it by saying that Paramountcy has left. Those who say that India was created for the first time in 47, I pose a question to them. Why did then the British called it Indian Empire? And why did they call it throne of India? And why was the same representative viceroy for the Indian states and governor general for the provinces? So these, you know, brainwashing takes place without taking facts into totality. I am, I will never speak anything on history. People ask me to say, oh, you say this thing as a historian. If you say it will have credibility, I said, I'm sorry. Unless I have the evidence with me, I will not speak. Yes, Kapil sir, it's always a pleasure to listen to you from your vast knowledge of wisdom. So my question is, after 75 years of independence, we do not have the full real true history before us. So when will we be able to find the true history? This is my question. Never. Never, Ramesh. And I'm very angry at this when I'm using this word, never. What is our ICHR doing for the last six years? What is the what are the NCRT textbooks doing this? I'm sorry to say. We had an education minister very recently who came out of the screen and said, TV screens, laughingly, we have not changed even a comma or a full stop in the NCRT textbook. Atri was doing a good job. Are pointing out these things. And that is why, Agrawal Sahib, I have taken the initiative myself 
कि वट एवर लिटल आई कैन डू बिकॉज आई बिलीव दैट हिस्ट्री बिलोंग्स टू द पीपल आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू केज हिस्ट्री इन सेमिनार रूम्स और इन जर्नल्स और इन बुक्स आई एम टेकिंग द हिस्ट्री टू द पीपल थ्रू सोशल मीडिया एवरी डॉक्यूमेंट न्यू आई फाइंड आई पुट इट ऑन द सोशल मीडिया पीपल टोल्ड मी अरे इसका तुम्हारा वो राइट होना चाहिए तुमको क्रेडिट मिलना चाहिए कॉपी राइट होना चाहिए आई सेट नथिंग डूइंग दिस इज पीपल हिस्ट्री ऑफ इंडिया मैं रिटायर हो गया हूं मैं प्रोफेसर हूं मुझको और क्या चाहिए अपने नाम के आगे मुझे किस बात का नाम कमाना है ये देकर के ये हमारी जनता की हिस्ट्री है हमको जनता के सामने ले जानी है एंड आई एम वेरी हैप्पी दैट द यंगर जनरेशन ऑफ टुडे इज वेरी कीन टू नो दिस बट अग्रवाल साहब आई टेल यू देर आर सम बैड पीपल लाइक आस और नवीन अत्री और सम अदर्स हु आर ट्राइंग देयर बेस्ट टू डू दिस दैट एन ऑल्टरनेट व्यू पॉइंट मतलब इसी दैट्स वॉट यू सेट आई मेड एन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन रिसेंटली ट्रस्ट आई टाइटल डेट Organization of unearthing suppressed realities of Hindustani history. I wanted to give the name India or Bharat, but they said, "Uske liye badi permission leni hogi." So, ठीक है. I have no funds, and research is a very costly affair these days. Look, this document which I am showing you of the King's approval for Viceroy. I think there are hundreds of such documents lying in the King's archives in London. Because every ambassador Nehru was appointing, he was seeking king's permission. Any bureaucrat he was appointing, he was seeking this so-called first prime minister of independent India was seeking king's permission for everything. Now I want to visit it. I can't afford it. And I tell you, uh, Agarwal sir, frustrations come something when we start this kind of an endeavor. Everyone will say, "Oh, please go ahead. We are there. We will help you and all." And when I made this organization. I thought, so many people are saying, if even a thousand rupees everyone gives, you will be able to make an amount, and we'll go through and appoint such scholars and go into that. But people won't help. They don't come forward because here in India, we want to shoot the gun at someone else's shoulder. कोई आके मेरी प्रॉब्लम को सॉल्व कर दे मैं अपनी तरफ से कुछ ना करूं मैं मास्क ना पहनू सरकार मेरे को ऑक्सीजन भी दिला दे और सरकार मुझे सब कुछ दिला दे लेकिन मैं मास्क नहीं पहनू वी हैव टू कम आउट ऑफ दीज लेविश न्यू इंडिया इज बिल्डिंग अप द यूथ ऑफ इंडिया इज टूडे वेरी कीन वेरी एनर्जेटिक आई फाइंड वेरी हैप्पी वेन आई सी द साइंस स्टूडेंट्स वेन आई सी द आई टी स्टूडेंट Trust in industry. I have done webinars for Purdue University. Our Indians doing engineering over there. <coughs> I have done for students for New York University. They are so keen over there. These students, and that is the awakening which is taking place. And my immediate task I am taking is, I want to make hundred videos in the coming year, like Dwarka, myth to reality. They called it myth, and I'll show the excavations now and what has been dug out in the marine excavations. This is the reality. Whether it is Saraswati River, because if we have to pursue scientific history, see what the science tells us. Science tells us if anything is there, any natural phenomena is there, or anything is there, you question it, research on it. If the man saw birds flying, 
the man researched on it. If man had thought, oh, this is mythology, they have some mythical power, that's why the words fly. Would we would have got aeroplanes? Because man is a thinking animal. So if you hear this, that Dwarka was there, or Mahabharat was there, or something was there, those who talk of scientific history prove to be most unscientific when they go biased by their ideologies to write history. The scientific temperament says, okay, Mahabharat was there, research it. Then prove it, it was there or not. It was reality or myth. I don't know how many of us have seen this Sanoli finds which have come out now. The Rath, and they have been dated back to 1800 BC. And will you believe the sword which has come out for the first time in the world, a hilted copper sword. Archaeologists from world over have come to see that. And those chariots. Lekin humare jo bade bade historian hai, armchair wale, library mein bait ke, research karne wale, wo usko ja ke nahi dekhi. Wo sirap us pe statement de denge, ki ye to sab mythology hai. Yaan tak dele jayenge ki ye to kisi ne plant kar di hai maa pe. Because they are ideologically biased. Close that. Be a historian. Have a scientific mind. There are so many things today. Carbon dating hai, uh, geographical censoring hai, metal detectors hai, kai cheeze hai aaj kar. Jim ko ab use kar sakte hai, aur karna chahi hai. Ab nahi karay. Dekhe, jab mene museums banaye, mein aapko bataun, aap jaiye ga in museums ke andar. Mene aisi aisi, for the first time, I displayed in this museum, the documents, orders to kill, assassinate Subhash Chandra Bose, by MI5, when he has to travel from Kabul to Berlin. They had come to know that he'll be traveling. And they have instructed their agents in Cairo and uh, Istanbul. And I have put that orders over there. And I enjoy that when I, that's the biggest satisfaction I get when these children will say, why did we get this in our history books? And the smallest things I tell you, when Kuvar Singh started in Bihar in 1857, will you believe all the grass cutters in Bihar they stopped grass supply to the British cavalry. They put it in the well. Case forces have sweet water. And when the British come, both these brothers are sent to demands. That's the crime. They did. UP se gaye gawale, shepherds. They take their cow and buffaloes to him. We don't have anything else. Please take this. They will march along with the army. We will march along. We will provide milk from these to the army. We don't have their names. That is nationalism. And you know, many of these, most of these, had not even seen India. 
they had only heard stories about india from their grandparents because most of them had gone coolies and petty businessmen and all these things over there the kind of thing which women aaj bhi ped hain saranpur ke ye raste mein delhi se jaiye aur villages ke andar where 50 50 women were hanged on the trees by the british in 1857 the people worship those trees in those villages but our history books won't tell it my question is uh, about uh, subhashchandra bose and i know you are a big researcher on that uh, and especially the legacy of uh, bose uh, so one of his very close aides uh, habibur rahman he went over to pakistan and he is said to also be the mastermind of the uh, so called kabaili attack that took place through gilgit uh, area Uh, so what was the uh, motivation behind that that is one question and second is about uh, the other uh, aide of uh, subhash bose shanawaz khan who became a close aide of nehru in later years so what has been the motivation behind these uh, uh, individuals did they just change or were they never uh, fully committed what is the what was the actual scene over there if you can explain to us see both are very important questions let me tell you something Nehru Patel argued that INA should be taken back in Indian Army. As I said in my lecture, Nehru vehemently opposed it, and Pakistan invited all the Muslims to join. Some went, some didn't go. Okay, I'll give you an example from the Indian Army. Colonel Shaukat Usmani. he was offered a brigadier's job by pakistan jinnah promised that he will make you the chief of pakistani army shaukat usmani never went and he is known for his bravery in kashmir you know we have forgotten it so habibur rahman firstly i don't agree with that plane crash theory at all any one can now i can challenge the person can on the basis of habibur rahman only i'll show you 10 faults in the statements i've gone through all the i've even gone through the chinese typing report also by now mukherjee ka vision and all that so it is simple he was a colonel and in india is refusing to restore him in the army and pakistan is offering him why shouldn't he go and shanawaz khan i said in one of my lectures He remained honest and loyal to three persons. How I'll tell you. At that time, Netaji didn't want to say that it should be divulged where he is. So he remained loyal to his leader by declaring him dead as Nehru wanted it. So he remained loyal to Nehru also. He wanted him declared dead. I declare him dead, and Nehru. Gifted him heavily after that. He's a minister and all and what not. But the third part is very interesting. There are five pages in the Shanawaz report which are generally ignored as an appendix to that report, in which he has submitted a report of the INA treasures. And once you read these five pages. when he is talking of the seven 
steel boxes moving from Bangkok and how they become wooden boxes and how they ultimately become two suitcases. And in the last, he's saying, this is not my mandate in my inquiry. So the government of India should hold another inquiry to trace the INA treasure. And the more you read this report very critically, with a glass in your hand, the whole theory of that plane crash becomes a muck. And that is where Shanawas remained loyal to the INAIC. And let me make another statement here, which is very crucial. She a judge. A judge looks at, to give a judgment, the evidence which is provided before him. A judge doesn't go correcting evidence. That's what the investigating agency does. And that is the difference between a researcher and a judge. And that is why I am opposed to these judges being the inquiry commissions. Look at this Sahai report, Gumnami Baba. What was his mandate? His mandate was to identify who this man was, Gumnami Baba. His mandate was not to prove that he is not Subhash Chandra Bose. And what does he do? He never asked for the CID records. He never asked for the IV records. We could have done as commission chairman, UPCID at least. And then gives the judgment. He is not Subhash Chandra Bose. He might have been some other senior officer of the IN. Kya bevkufi ka bachkana statement hai? Are all officers of the IN are known. Hum kiski baat kar rahe hai? He might have been another senior officer of the IN. Kisko bevkufi bana rahe? And I tell you, I have come to one conclusion now. I'm sure you are aware by Chinese history or Japanese history who have their secret societies. I think those who looted the INA treasures and those who never wanted most to be back in India, their secret society or something is there. Their successors are there. And anything you want to do on Netaji, they come in your way. Even today. Otherwise, why the spying on most family and even children of 13 years who are writing to most family by the IV? Do you know Purbi Roy? IV went to her publisher when she was publishing his book, her book. Sanjay Chaudhary, he was publishing AM size. Uh, grandson, his autobiography, the IB reached his house, his publisher. He was asked to remove certain pages out of that. Why is the book written by that Gupta? What's his name? Priyal Gupta. Who was officially asked to write the history of INA. Who did it in early 50s with a lot of INA documentation. That book was not allowed by Nehru to be published. And whereas 
all that material gone which was handed over to Nehru by different people of INA. I know you are running short of time. Please find in Khosla Commission if you can see that document or if anyone wants, I can mail him that document. The testimony of Lieutenant Colonel Rao, Netaji's personal physician. And he was brought before the Khosla Commission in chains because he had been jailed in Bhuvneshwar jail by great Chachaji. Because he says, I am a witness to this, that the plane flew, the plane landed back, Netaji remained there, and he left by somebody. And if you are aware, Gaurav Sanyal, the inspector in Calcutta police, who was a guard at the PO's camp in Singapore of Japanese, when he made the statement that the Japanese told me that this plane theory is a muck, he left by submarine and that guard told me he was present when he left by the submarine. Gaurav Sanyal is murdered after a week. Chitta Vasu, the forward block MP, when he makes a statement in Moscow, that I have found documents, I am coming with them and I will disclose these documents in Calcutta that he was in Russia. He lands in Delhi by plane, takes a train to Calcutta. Next day, his body is found by the railway track. These are historical facts. And sometimes you run these risks. My question is, yaar, Sara Isab Kitab lagaoge na? So, dead ton sona niklega ja karke. Forget other things. And why didn't our government claim it? So, certain things of these are to be answered. But Shanavaz, I tell you, it was give and take between him and Nehru. I don't want to say anything more. And one more point I'll make out here. See, Nehru made many of the INA officers as ambassadors and sent them out of India. Because Nehru didn't want the INA to regroup and combine in India. That is why they should not go into the army. Don't forget the letter written by Dadabai Naroji's granddaughter, who was PS2 Gandhi. The letter written to Guy Wintmayar, if Bose comes, even Gandhi and Nehru will not be able to stop him. Uh, my question is regarding the 50 kg of gold that you mentioned was transferred to Pandit Nehru's personal account. Could you elaborate a bit on that? Who exactly did that? For what purpose? I mean, what did they expect in return? And secondly, if this was you know, some kind of underhanded transfer, how is it that these things are ever documented? It's surprising that such a thing is documented. Thank you. How come they are documented? OK, two things. You see, one thing is very clear. That when INA was being disbanded and another car being disbanded, and closely linked to is the its civilian wing, Indian Independence League. It played a major role, you know. It's forerunner of INA, you know. It, it is Indian Independence League which created INA, you know. Sai and Rajbihari and all that, and then asking Mohan Singh to do that. Now there was sufficient funds with them after Bose call and all that. And Many of the businessmen, I'm going to bring out their names now. You see, they even donated their whole states in Rangoon, buildings, money, etc., whatever it is. Even the poorest hawkers giving money. 
Now this, when Nehru visited Singapore, Harbhajan Singh approached him through the Indian Independence League, saying that this five kg of gold is lying with me, which is the property of Indian Independence League. Why they are documented? Because Nehru could not have carried it with him. An account is opened in the Indian Overseas Bank, and Nehru appoints an administrator for that, and that money is put into that bank. And on paper, it is said that this will be utilized to help the Indian students in Malaya for their studies and scholarships and all that. Now, my question is did it happen? Where did it go? Because the Ministry of External Affairs becomes totally silent on these issues if you put up any questions. Anuj Dr. M.S. Pal, he has won a recently a case in High Court in Calcutta on the treasure issue. I have discovered seven treasures of INA. I have discovered 21 camps of INA. And should I tell you another interesting thing which no one knows? The trials ended on, I think, 8th January or something, 46, 8th or 9th January. On 10th January, there moves a train from Jigarkacha in Bengal. On board are 1029 INA prisoners of war listed as blacks, the most dangerous. And the train goes to Bulta. And no one knows what happened to these 1029 after 47th. People were fooled that the INA trials are over once the Red Fort trials are over. I'll give you letters after letters. The last letter of Nehru is by July 47 to Mount Batan. All documented things. So, you see, it also depends, I tell you, on what you are researching and what you are looking for. My whole, my dear friends, when I was looking for this Nehru's Prime Ministership thing of 46, discouraged me. Kapil, you are wasting your time. You will not find anything at all. And I was able to dug out. And some of the other mysteries also will come out. I tell you, history can be suppressed. History can be distorted. History can be sidetracked. But history can't be killed. And today a time has come when history is speaking and history is speaking very loud. That's why I want to find one report I need to go to England for that. See, British, one thing is very good in British. They keep their records very well. You must admire them. And the reports which they make, our bureaucrats can't make such reports. Let me tell you. Howsoever critical I may be of the ICS and all, and the collaborators with the British Empire, but our bureaucrats don't have that intelligence to write those kind of reports. They may have intelligence, but they purposely don't because they also want to appease their bosses. 
and the british policy was that from sdm when a report will start to the deputy commissioner to the commissioner level up to commissioner level the report will go exactly what has happened the political decision making is taken at the lieutenant governor level and they are honest to say that we have seen this yes the report is okay but we can't take any action because this will have political repercussions so ignore this and do this but report which i badly look for last statement i make when nehru visited singapore he was advised by mount batten not to go to the ayne memorial and he didn't go forward in this pandit's uh, book her sisters vijayalakshmi pandit's book So some say he went. I don't agree with that. And from there, Mount Batten says, "Ke starts our the from here started the friendship between me, Nehru, and Edwina." Mount Batten saying it. I'm not saying it. Now the question is, where is that report which Mount Batten sent back home to the British Prime Minister or MI5 on Nehru's visit to Singapore? That report exists somewhere. It will be found. There is a question in the chat box from Devansh Gupta. Uh, he says, "Why did Hindu Mahasabha and other parties didn't compete with the Congress if the Congress didn't have much support in the beginning?" Hindu Mahasabha came as a reaction to Muslim League, and Hindu Mahasabha. Never went for political mass mobilization either. Either the leadership was not there. What was there, and then we have this uh, secular brigade in Congress at that time also. And let me tell you one thing. I'll quote Maulana Azad here. He writes in India with freedom. Our leaders had taken a decision in favor of partition, but the entire country. Wept over it. People didn't want. Fanatics wanted it. People opposed it. And Hindu Mahasabha, I don't know. It never tried to go into a mass organization kind of a thing. You see, it's very interesting. If you look at Muslim League also, Muslim League is also not a mass organization. It is created by the elite gentry. The Nawabs and the Talukdars and all these people, and virtually it remains an elite organization till 1945. Punjab went to Pakistan. In Punjab, Muslim League could never rule. It was uh, this Sikandar Ayat Khan's party, Unionist party, which ruled over there. Bengal went to Pakistan. Muslim League never ruled. It was Prajak Shak Party, the dominant party, Fazlul Lakh Party, and secondly, the Congress attitude, and well, there are different reasons. I read a paper long back, Peasant's Perception of Gandhi and this program, where I tried to analyze why did still people always followed Gandhi and why did people followed Congress? What are the reasons behind that? It's a very crucial thing, and. We carry on. Uh, I would like to share something about the common people you said who contributed to the freedom struggle, and they say, "Ki ye rajwadon ka hai." 
the in punjab i don't know how many people here are from punjab i can't see if you raise your hands uh, there's a very popular song called jugni jiske bahut variants hote hain lot of stanzas and there is a history about that that in 1907 when it was the 50 years 1857 ke baad it was 50 years of queen victoria's rule they had a mashal a light torch which went from england to all the headquarters of the british all over the globe the empire was a big thing and it came to india and it went to all the british headquarters at that time there were two people from punjab bishna and manda एक सरदार था एक मुस्लिम था उन्होंने वो जुगली को डेलिबरेटली मिस प्रोनाउंस करके जुगनी बोला एंड दे वेंट अराउंड सिंगिंग विद बिकॉज वो सारे हेडक्वार्टर्स में जाता था दे हैड स्टैंडर्स लाइक जुगनी जावड़ी कलकत्ते जिथे इको रोटी पक्के मियाँ खाए जुगनी जावड़ी मजीठे जिथे लाइक दे टॉकिंग अबाउट की वहां पे कौन ही नहीं है पीसने के लिए वहां के लड़कों को सबको मार दिया गया है उनकी माए उनके बुल से सीते मतलब नो एंड इट सेज पीर मेरिया जुगनी आई है केड़ी जोत जलाई है कौन सी लाइट जलाई है ये एंड वेन एवर दिस दे वुड सिंग पीपल वुड स्टार्ट गैदरिंग एंड द एंटी ब्रिटिश सेंटिमेंट वुड फॉर्म एंड एंड द ब्रिटिश को नो की कुछ तो गड़बड़ कर रहे हैं ये बट दे जस्ट कुंड पिन पॉइंट की एग्जैक्टली व्हाट but finally See, you, this is arrested same, and tortured same, and killed in gujarat same thing happens in same thing happens in late 20s ye gana to filmi gana ban gaya hai na kala sha kala sha mera kala hai sardar goriya no dafa karo black is my ruler throughout these white this was the revolutionary's message you know which was sung in every gathering in punjab whether it was a marriage function or whether it is a other family function uh, on the dholki the women will sing this kala sha kala sha mera kala hai sardar guriya no dafa karo you see india has a very interesting tradition of symbolic things when ramdas sent a gift to shivaji and you know what was the gift a pinch of soil some pebbles one more small thing i'm forgetting and uh, shivaji's mother was very angry that what a gift he is sending to you and he said no this soil means land these pebbles means the fortifications in the land and this third things be that i have to rule over Do you know the meaning of lotus flower? 1857. It's very interesting. Tatya Topes family Rajesh Topes book has come. The red lotus. A red lotus has 27 to 30 petals, and a British platoon had 27 to 30 soldiers. So that's how that red lotus was circulated. Red being symbol of blood. You have to take revenge. The chapati roti meant that such times are coming where food shortages will be there. Keep your food. The peeling away of the bark. A tree dies when the bark is peeled. So the Britishers are peeling India. India will die. And this movement of chapatis, etc., we need 
we see doubt in Madras presidency. Happening much earlier than 1857, in 1830s, these symbols are being going there. This symbolic language. I remember an anthropologist friend of mine who did a thesis on Bharat Natyam. And she said how the gestures of Bharat Natyam by women were signals to their, you know, men in the audience. Because they could meet because of Parda and all them openly in the thing, you know. Our oral tradition and our symbolic traditions are very strong. And we have this. Jokes on Britishers. Because this is a form of mental protest. You can't physically protest someone, so you make fun of that person. Wangrez got into, just bumped into some lady and said, sorry. And that lady gave him a tough thing. Gave one, you bump into me and fair man, no, sorry, diya kenda me. Punjabi. So many such jokes of this period, which I collected. Because protest has very, you see, a very interesting thing I tell you for scholars working in these areas is, that, you know, we look at economic aspects, we look at political aspects, we look at social aspects. We have never looked at the psychological aspects. It is the psyche which governs these social, economic and other aspects. And I called it a colonial psyche of dominance. And I called it Indian psyche of resistance. The two simultaneously interacted all throughout the period from 1765 till 1947 taking different forms called the chapati movement and this involved the unusual distribution of thousands of chapatis across several indian villages during 1857 carrying message of the native emperor seeking their services you see the biggest amazing thing in this chapati thing is that one chapati will go it will be multiplied into two and move into next one in one one night, these chapatis will move 400 kilometers. The chokidars played the most dominant role in this. When this PM And the most amazing part is, cannot a single chokidar betray this secret. I have made museum in 1857 at Fort Bay. There is not a damn single Indian who can tell us what is this happening, what is this movement about. And that is why I say it was a national uprising. It was planned for the last four years. It was not just a Sipai mutiny. There were leaders who planned it. You see, simple thing I tell you. Why was, there were three dates for 1857. 10th May, 30th May, and 10th June for different regions. If one reason does it on 10th May, the British will move their forces there. The other reason comes up on 30th May, they move their forces there. And then Frontier, etc. is 10th June. Tell me why the months of May and June are selected for this. It is brilliant military strategy. In these months of heat, the British energy to fight is very low. 
followed by rainy season, which will cut their supplies. No historian ever mentioned. I was the first to analyze this. They, they and even the reasons for it. They always report it as a failure. It was not a failure. It was not a failure. What happened is actually, I put it this way, that they were able to suppress it. लेकिन जो उसकी चिंगारी थी ना वो उसको अंग्रेज कभी नहीं बुला इमीडिएटली कम्स द नील विद्रोह इन बंगाल देर कम्स पापना इन बंगाल देर कम्स मलाबार देर कम्स बिरसा मुंडा देर कम्स संथल आपके पंजाब में आता है कुका मूवमेंट सो and because the problem is ki our leftist historians thought it was a feudal revolt so it is not to be studied apne kisi ne usko jabke don't forget that the entire british policy of india was based on their experience of 1857 divide and rule how come a muslim ruler whose rule was confined to few lanes of chandni chowk was accepted as the emperor of india by everyone the more orthodox hindu princes also Casteism. Overnight, communities are converted into caste and all. Because our Sufi Mahadev was very much into these things. Have a very uh, simple question. During the Partition Act, Sufi Mahadev. And in the first map of India, Lahore was shown as part of India. And few days later, a new map was made in which Lahore went to Pakistan. This was known to Sardar Patel and Commissioner Police Punjab, Punjab Police Commissioner. And in 1948, a futile attempt was made to get that map from Lahore. And the commissioner did go to Lahore. He contacted his person, but on the way he was betrayed or whatever it was, he was captured and the map never came back. And the commissioner was released after six years, but he was unable to tell what exactly happened. I just want to know: Do we have any documentation regarding that map? You see, there are documents which say. and even redcliffe's own writings that he wanted to give lahore to india uh, but he had to uh, give it to pakistan this is redcliffe's thing because pakistan had no cities and some cities were to be given to pakistan this is what redcliffe has said nehru was in a conceding mood for everything you see you tell me one thing kartar sahab kitne kilometer hai ke india mein nahi aa sakta the chitagong hills patel was mad you know when chitagong hills were given to east bengal uh, east pakistan by no standards they were to go to that and that is what i say here that these people sat on the tables and bargained a dominion status without solving the issues of partition even kaun sa area kidhar jayega kaise migration hoga kya log force migration hoga कैसे लोगों को निकाला जाएगा कैसे लोगों को बचाया जाएगा ये कोई थॉट नहीं दी इन्होंने जबकि इंडिकेशन इनके सामने क्लियर थे कि इट विल बी ए वेरी वॉयलेंट थिंक ऑफ दोज फैमिलीज कोई आदमी शिमला घूमने आया हुआ था 
वो वापस ही नहीं जा पाया अपना लाहौर या रावल पिंडी के लिए आई हैव एक्सपीरियंसिस फ्रॉम माई ओन फैमिली माई मदर इज फ्रॉम अमृतसर एंड माई मौसी वॉज इन लाहौर टू मौसी माई वाइफ मदर वॉज न्यूली मैरिड शी वॉज इन रावल पिंडी हाउ डिड ऑल दीज थिंग्स एंड सेकेंडली इफ यू विल रिकॉल वेन नेहरू वेन टू मीट दिस they call it so called refugees i don't call them refugees none of them look towards nehru one old lady just turned her face and she said kaka jad eh karna si te sade naal jhoot te na bolya hunda this is the betrayal i am talking about okay, for their own power to get their power sit on the chair this thing was done and it is not easy it has been built up you see i can prove from 1919 because that's the time i have worked on kisan movement in awad where he started his political career abhi maine documents nikale krishna menon papers se did you believe indian air force plane i have the pilot's name also with me and the flight number also with me used to bring bicycles for his grandchildren from london to delhi in logo ne jisse main kehta hu ki hindustan azad nahi hua tha 15 august ko us din hindustan divide hua tha lasho ke upar koi chinta nahi thi partiyan ho rahi thi delhi ke andar अरे पार्टीशन का थोड़ा सा गम तो मना लेते कि पार्टीशन हुआ है कंट्री को वॉज दिस द इंडिया विच अवर रेवोल्यूशनरी फॉर मुस्लिम लीग का प्रेसिडेंट सेक्रेटरी कहता है कलकत्ता में हाउ कुड वी सपोर्ट आई एन देड बोस कम टू इंडिया वॉट वुड है डिमांड एंड डोंट फॉरगेट कि आई एन ए में हिंदू और मुसलमान मिलकर लड़ा था सर हिंदूज एंड मुस्लिम फॉर टूगेदर द सेक्रेटरी ऑफ मुस्लिम लीग सेट इन कैलकटा इन फोर्टी फाइव नवंबर हाउ कैन वी सपोर्ट आई एन ए बोस हेड कम टू इंडिया वॉट वुड है Both had made a categorical statement. I will not let my mother cut into pieces. What if I did, sir? So, actually, that's why I say that these are the compromises they made. They sit on the table and they agree to partition. Why didn't Gandhi go to the people? Why weren't people's opinion taken? Plebiscite, plebiscite, plebiscite. इस बात में डिसाइड क्यों नहीं हुआ कंट्री में सी पावर इज सच थिंग इवन यू सी दैट गेम बीइंग प्लेड टुडे आल्सो व्हाट इज हैपनिंग कंट्री इन अ बायोलॉजिकल वॉर एंड व्हाट वी आर डूइंग एंड व्हाट वी आर टॉकिंग आई डोंट नॉट टू गो इनटू द कंटेम्पररी पॉलिटिक्स इनटू दैट बट ऑल आई विल से इज के इंडिया वाज नेवर डिफीटेड इंडियंस वर नॉट एवर डिफीटेड इट वाज द इंडियन ट्रेडर्स एंड कोलैबोरेटर्स who made india and indians defeated every time you got it down there's not a single war in india which the britishers have won of their own valor 
there's always a traitor role playing in it. Always a traitor. And today, our mentality is Oh, so and so's father was an ICS. The whole psychic aspect, unless it changes. And no efforts were made to change that psyche. Now, generation Jagrai here, and say the third generation now is coming up with very strong motivation and views. That's it.